Welcome to the J3RIU very first podcast mini-series where we are welcoming David Mollison, the Chief Risk Officer of Monmouthshire Building Society. Welcome, David. Welcome, Stefan. Thank you. Monmouthshire was founded in 1869 in Newport, South Wales, to help local people build homes. And now you're helping people across Wales and England to buy properties and save for their future. Yep, you've done your research, Stefan. Uh, yeah, we celebrated our 150th year uh, last year. Uh, we, we service about 80,000 members, um, mostly savings members, but also, as you said, we do uh, mortgages as well and a number of other related products. The reason we are talking with you, David, is you have just partnered with Jade Software to provide you with our Jade Third Eye software to help you with your AML compliance and fight financial crime. And then the lockdown happened. So in essence, you are our very first customer with whom we have done everything remotely. Workshops, planning, establishing, implementation, project, the whole lot. So how does that feel? Uh, very different, I suppose, is the, is the answer to that. You know, we're all adjusting to uh, new ways of working um, and often from uh, offices at home and the like. But I, but I think it was important for us to kind of progress with the project. Um, and I, I think in the main, it, it's gone really well so far, actually. And, you know, we've managed to get all of our colleagues working effectively from home. Um, the project was a key strategic initiative for us. Um, I, I've been the MLRO now for nearly three years. Um, and we've been on a, a bit of a journey to enhance our kind of financial crime framework, our policies. We've brought in a number of systems. And, and the final piece in the jigsaw for me really was uh, to enhance our transaction monitoring system. So um, it's, been, it's been great working with you guys to, to, to move that forward through, through the implementation of the project. So how were you carrying your uh, AML obligations before, Jade? Yeah, in, in terms of the transaction monitoring, uh, we, we had a bit of a hybrid. So we had a, a system that we used, which was our kind of core uh, IT provider. Um, so it's a transaction monitoring system, um, which we supplemented with a, a number of sort of MI reports that were produced by our business intelligence team. Um, so that, that was kind of what we did previously. Um, it, it was a bit outdated, to be honest. Um, it was a bit after the event. So we would get sort of monthly reports. Um, so there was always that lag um, in terms of sort of dealing with transaction monitoring. Um, the ability to sort of bespoke some of the rules and alerts were, was a little bit more limited than we would like. Hence, we were having to build a lot of MI separately to, to supplement that. Um, so it was something that was on our financial crime roadmap to, to look to enhance and improve. But it also, for me, links nicely to our member-led strategy. So if we can deal with alerts more prominently, more quickly, and having a sort of more of a risk-based alerting system, it means we can tackle things more quickly and potentially help those sort of vulnerable customers or, or customers that are having issues, which we can get on top of really quickly from a financial crime perspective. Um, and also we were quite a small team, you know, we're a, a small regional building society. So we've got a fairly small financial crime team. And I was keen that we generated uh, as, as sort of as fewer false positives as we could. Um, and obviously you can always have false positives, but you, you know, you don't want the vast majority, I think it was 90%, maybe 95% plus of our alerts from our old system were false positives. And that would always worry me from a risk perspective that we will miss the important one. Um, so having a tool which is a bit more forward looking uh, and also, you know, as I said, risk-based enables us to target our limited resource at the things that can make the most value to protect us, but also to make sure we've got a, a, a good, robust compliance solution, mm. um, as well as looking at what else we can do around sort of the network. So, you know, a lot of building societies uh, use Jade, and so there's a lot of central intelligence 
that comes out of that in terms of rules um, and larger societies use it as well. So it helps us kind of future proof and keep our reviews under uh, under review and have short sharing of best practice, which is which is always good. And what was the what was the particular thing that triggered you actually uh, wanting to upgrade your system? What were the specific problems or risk when you said, right, that's enough, we, we have to go with something else? I, I think uh, uh, the key trigger was probably the fifth money laundering directive, and, uh, and I guess every year the bar is raised, uh, rightly so. Um, financial crime is one of the priorities for the FCA and has been for a number of years. Um, we've invested heavily over the last couple of years on, on financial crime controls, um, and it was felt that time was right then to enhance our, our current capability um, to ensure we've got you know daily alerts, uh, and, and potentially more frequent if we want than that. So we can almost have a bit more near real time in terms of transaction monitoring. Um, and it also enables us to consider different options as we move forward. So if we're looking at different types of accounts, you know, maybe a current account or something, there's a very different profile of risk and the transaction monitoring needs to be almost real time in that regard. So, it, you know, it gives you more options in the future as well, should our business model or strategic direction change as well. Excellent. And um, what what made you choose uh, J Third Eye? Well, we had a, a number of um, providers that we looked at as, as part of our you know standard sort of supplier arrangements and and due diligence. Um, I think what impressed us most with, with Jade was obviously an understanding of the sector. Um, you know, building societies. Um, you know, whilst not significantly different to banks, you know, in terms of the regulation and of what we need to do. I think at having an appreciation of the business model, um, putting in a solution which is kind of tailored to our size as well, which is manageable with a small team. Um, and also the support you get as well. I mean, obviously it goes without saying the system itself, we had demos of systems. It was very intuitive, very easy to use. Um, the rules uh, were, were easy to configure and add. Um, and it was just very intuitive and, and, and I don't think that from what the team saw there was any other sort of players in the market which ticked all the, all the boxes for us. And obviously in this current climate, even probably more so due to COVID, you know, cost is also an important factor and we, we need to weigh up, but uh, it's value for money. So David, thank you so much and we will have a chat uh, very soon for the next episode. Great, I look forward to it. Thanks a lot, Stefan.